Yo, 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 Big Sky Breakdown. Do you like podcasts? You obviously do because you listen to this podcast. Appreciate you listening to this podcast. We had a bunch of Big Sky Breakdowns this week. Got things kicked off with Montana, Montana State's press conferences on Monday. I jumped on the Grizz Fan Pod on Monday night. We have not actually hosted that here on Skyline yet, but stay tuned. Also, a little collaboration with the guys at Tubbs in the Club from Idaho. Myself, Brooks Duanas, Ty Gregorak, Andrew Houghton breaking it down for you midweek. And in this one, a collection of our best interviews from the week. Get things started off with an exclusive with Mike Ferreter. Helena, Montana native, former Grizz wide receiver, the offensive coordinator for the Idaho State Bengals as Idaho State comes to Bozeman to play Montana State on Saturday. Also have interviews here with Trey Walker, All-American linebacker from Idaho, Rob Fennessy, Idaho State's head coach, Alex Eshelman from SWX Montana, sideline reporter, cover Montana State, to be on the sidelines again on Saturday, and Mike Bresky, the defensive coordinator for Idaho, a guy that has a lot of ties, a lot of ties across the board for all these. Rob Fennessy was the offensive coordinator at Montana for seven years. Mike Ferreter played for Rob Fennessy at Montana. Roger Cooper, Idaho State's defensive coordinator, played at Montana State. He was the Big Sky Conference MVP back in 2004 on the defensive side of the ball. At Idaho, Bresky was at Montana not once but twice. He was the coordinator on the 2001 National Championship team, came back around about 10 years later and coordinated uh, in 2010-2011 at Montana. Vernon Smith played on the 2001 National Championship team. He's the corners coach there at Idaho, so the ties run deep. And obviously, Paul Petrino, Idaho's head coach, a native of Butte, Montana, who played at Helena, who played at Carroll College, rather, in Helena for his father, Punter Petrino. So ties all the way around when it's Montana versus Idaho and Montana State versus Idaho State. Here's some of the best interviews from the week. It's the Big Sky Breakdown, presented in part by Blackfoot Communications and in part by Alpine Touch. Joined now in the Big Sky Breakdown by a guy that knows a lot about all these different schools. It's Mike Ferreter, the offensive coordinator for the Idaho State Bengals. And coach, thanks so much for being with us, man. When you uh, got a Montana school on the horizon, because I know you played at Montana, you play in Montana State this week. When, when it's a Montana school on the horizon, how does it make you feel? What do you think? Well, anytime you get a chance to go up and uh, play either of the Montana schools, it's it's always a you know exciting, a big opportunity. You know, there's going to be a, a you know, great atmosphere for for us. Uh, you know raucous crowd um you know it's, it's going to be a lot of fun so you know i know we're we're all excited about getting the opportunity to go play in bozeman on saturday well as a former grizz i know that there's a lot of uh passion when you play against the bobcats does that carry over though when you become a coach at a different big sky school uh you know i'd like to i'd like to probably say you know some of that goes away but you know when you when you grow up in the state of montana and you kind of were a grizzly your entire life there's, there's something still deep down inside that uh you know gets your juices flowing a little bit when when you got Montana State on the horizon, for sure. Well, you're a Helena native, and you played at Montana, and now you've been there at Idaho State for a little while now. So what's the journey been like? I mean, what, what do you like about being the offensive coordinator or just an offensive coordinator in the big sky in general? And how's it been just on a personal level settling into Pocatello? No, it's been good. I've, I've really enjoyed my time here at Idaho State. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. we got you know a great coaching staff. Uh, you know, having going way back with Coach Fennessy, I've known him really since 2008. Four, um, when you know, I, I when I was recruited to play at Montana, so just being able to work with someone that you're really close with, and uh, you know, put together a really good staff, and uh, you know, really really good uh, kids and a great administration, and everything here that's given us the support that we need to try to you know move this thing forward and you know keep pointing in the right direction. This is my second stint here. I've been here this time. Um, it's been my fourth season, and I was here in 2013 and 14 as well. So uh, Pocatello is definitely feeling like home for me now. 
Well, I know that there was a lot of good and bad to take away from the spring season just in terms of broadly the teams that played. I think that it gave certain advantages and maybe certain disadvantages as well, but from an offensive coordinator and an offensive perspective, it seems like more reps for a quarterback is a good thing. But Tyler Vanderwall, who was one of the standouts of the spring at Idaho State, he's been hurt for most of this year, most of this fall season. So, Coach, first of all, just talk about the, the extra work you were able to get in the spring, how much maybe that benefited you. But then when you lose the guy that did take all those reps, is it back to square one now that it, it you're into the fall yeah i mean the spring season for us was was great because you know bringing tyler in as a as a transfer from wyoming um those reps were were invaluable to him in order to get you know six real games under his belt and to kind of get you know a rhythm and with with his teammates and kind of get a feel for our system that we're trying to run here so the spring season was great and you know we had big hopes coming into into the fall having known that we kind of got those six games in with them but yeah obviously losing uh tyler really you know game two of the season um, came back for a little bit in game three, but yeah, so it, it was, it was kind of back to square one. Um, you know, we have playing a true freshman quarterback. It's always, you know, uphill, especially in the big sky conference when you know the, the defenses are good and you're getting a variety of different types of defenses week to week. Um, so yeah, so for a true freshman to come in, you know, it's a little bit different than playing at Cody high school in Wyoming where he came from. So yeah, it, it's been a challenge for him, but um, he's a real smart, you know, hardworking kid, and you know, he just continued to get better at week to week, and that's all we can ask out of him. What do you like about his skill set, and do you have to change your guys' system to to fit his skill set, or how does that work when you do have a guy maybe you didn't expect to play, but now you're required to play, and you're trying to put him in a position to succeed? Um, yeah, he he has good, real good skill set. Like I said, it's probably the best thing he has going for him is you know he he's very intelligent. He picks up things, you know. Now the the game itself is is starting to slow down for him, but that's the one thing that probably he's struggling with a little bit. But you know, really good skill set. He, he's a, he's a natural leader. Um, you know, he, he he can throw the ball. He can run it enough. You know, as much as we need him to. But yeah, really for just anytime you have a change at that position. And I think, you know, not even arguably that, you know, probably the most important position in sports. So anytime you have a drastic change at that position, yeah, you have to reevaluate some things and kind of change a few things to, to try to help him, you know, be successful. And so whether that be, you know, doing different things or changing some things, limiting some things, adding some things, yeah, so it definitely changes because, um, you know, to me, our program kind of revolves around the quarterback, ask them to do a lot. And so you have to, you know, try to tweak it in order to, to fit, you know, who's, who's playing that day. It's rare any level of football for freshmen to play, but have you ever had any experience before this trying to coach a true freshman as a quarterback? I have not personally, no. I mean, we've had a lot of true freshmen, true freshmen, but uh, never have actually gotten them to the to have to, you know, start in, in games. So, yeah, it's been a challenge, but it, it's, it's been fun learning experience for all of us, for sure. Mike Ferreter joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown. He's the offensive coordinator at Idaho State. They travel to Bozeman on Saturday, take out Montana State. Uh, Coach, what else about your offense? I know Tanner Connor, an elite receiver uh, in the Big Sky Conference. Malik Rango, when he's healthy, uh, could be one of the better running backs in the league as well. Uh, so just take us through maybe what you like about your offense and some of the skill players that you like as weapons for the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you always got to start with Tanner Connor. You know, he's a, you know, physically very special. Uh, big, fast, strong. So, I mean, I think he's always somebody that we, we're trying to get the ball in his hands a little bit more. Again, this season has been a little bit of a struggle um, with some things like that, but I think he's uh, probably the, the ace in that receiver room. But we have a ton of depth at that position. Um, you know, we got a lot of good guys. We're getting the, starting to get a few guys healthy. We were pretty dinged up at, in that room too early in the season. So starting to get a few guys, sprinkling them back in a little bit. Running back position, yeah, that's been another tough one this year. I mean, our top two uh, running backs with Malachi Rango and Raiden Hunter have been, um, you know, sporadically in and out of games and you know, really haven't had the two of them um, since game two, 
Um, so, you know, with, with losing your quarterback and your top two running backs, um, it's kind of created some problems. But within that, you know, Tyvon Ford has kind of emerged as our as, as, a, as a really good player. Had a great game against Davis a few weeks ago, uh, kind of single-handedly uh, closed that game out for us, you know, taking eight, seven minutes off the clock at the, at the end of the game, not giving the ball back to Davis. So another freshman, but kind of emerging as a as a as a guy that we can depend on for sure for us you know up front we're we're solid we're staying healthy there fortunately and then uh you know our tight end position we we got a transfer in and jared scott uh kind of starting to come around starting to figure things out starting to play the position he was a, he was a receiver in the past and um kind of learning that skill set of tight end for us has been good so we, we have the weapons um you know to do some things offensively it just uh you know the in- injury bug has definitely gotten to us this fall and you know hopefully we continue to get healthy well, now that here we are about the midpoint of the conference season in the Big Sky, I've gotten a chance to watch pretty much every team multiple times now. And by my estimation, Montana State has as much talent uh, and as much experience on defense as anybody in the league. So from your view, from your offensive mind, what do you see when you look at the Bobcat defense? They're as good as a, any Big Sky defense that I've, I've probably been around, to tell you the truth. Um, you know, trying to find weaknesses in their defense, and they don't have them. Uh, very, very solid i mean very sound in what they do schematically um they play hard um they're physical um you know they play the game the right way they really do um, yeah it, it's a it's a really it's a real nasty bunch to tell you the truth you know, so we're, our guys are excited to get you know get an opportunity to go play against the top, the top defense in, in the conference and probably one of the best defenses in the in the country right now Going to be a raucous environment, going to be a fun game, always fun when Idaho State and Montana State square off. It's a traditional rivalry, one that goes back as far as any rivalry. I actually believe that Montana State has played Idaho State more than any other team in the league besides the University of Montana. So one that goes back from long, long before we were ever alive. Uh, but coach, last thing for you then, what do you think is the key factors if you guys are going to go into Bozeman and get a victory on Saturday? Uh, we have to protect football. Uh, pretty simple. That's been our Achilles heel all season is turnovers and Montana state's really good at getting turnovers. Um, so, you know, that's, that's the thing. If we, if we go in there and turn the ball over, uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a rough day for us. So protecting the football gives us a chance. And so that's, that's going to be the most important factor for us is uh, possessing the football, maintaining the ball and not, not giving them free possession. Coach, appreciate the time. I know you're busy. Mike Ferreter joining us here on the big sky breakdown. Thanks so much for being here, man. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. Time now for our Across the Sidelines, which we do each week here on Nuanez Now, where we talk to somebody from the opponent of the Montana Grizzlies. Most often, we talk to the head coach, but this week I decided to go outside the box, not necessarily talk to the head coach and Paul Petrino for the Idaho Vandals, but instead, we welcome in All-American linebacker Trey Walker to the show. Trey, appreciate you being here, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Uh, let's start first with the here and now. Uh, when you hear Montana, I know that there's a lot of fans around the rivalry that are older, that remember the heyday in the 80s and the 90s when Idaho and Montana are always slugging it out. It's become a good rivalry again since Idaho returned to the big sky. But for you as an Idaho Vandal, what does it mean when Montana's coming to town? How does that make you feel? Uh, 
I get excited. It's, it's always a fun game playing Montana. It's always a tough fall game. Uh, so I just, I definitely get excited. It's always a fun game to play them. I can't wait to play them. Um, that rivalry still stands with, you know, with, with the older men in, in the community. But other than that, the team, as far as the team, we just get excited to play them. We like playing them. We like playing them tough. And that's just how we like, that's how we like playing them every year. For you, coming into this year, preseason Big Sky Conference Player of the Year uh, on the defensive side of the ball. A great accolade for you. Congratulations, retrospectively, for that. But has that changed the way that the teams prepare for you? Or, I mean, have you have you felt uh, any extra weight, any extra attention uh, with sort of that target on your back? Not necessarily. I feel like it's still the same as going in from last year. The accolades, def- it definitely probably brought recognition as far as to other teams. But I just try to play my game just you know, control what I control. How would you describe your game? I love watching you play. You fly around, and it's fun to watch you. But, uh, I, I mean, what do you? Wh- where does, first of all, I guess, where does your love of football come from? I mean, when did you first realize you loved the game enough to now pursue it at, at the highest level? Man, uh, I've been playing football since I can walk. You know, and I feel like it, I've always just loved it. I've, it was just something I picked up growing up in my family, watching everybody. I had uncles play the sport. My dad played the sport, so it was just all—it was always around me, and I just—I grew up in it, and I, I've always loved it. Well, since you got to Idaho, you played alongside some great linebackers. Idaho has a great tradition of having great linebackers. So, uh, does that influence you? Just just trying to keep the bar high there as a linebacker at the University of Idaho. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's some great guys that came through here, and they kind of paved the way as far as. You know the the NFL and just you know reaching goals as far as you know career wise. So it, it it just shows a lot a lot of respect to those guys that came out here and did it to those linebackers and you know they just kind of paved that way for all the young guys coming through. Nuanas now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Trey Walker joining me as part of our Across the Sideline, presented by Mike Nutrient and Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. No matter what your questions are in real estate, whether you're trying to buy, trying to sell, Mike Nugent and the experts at Berkshire Hathaway have all of your answers. Trey, growing up in California, when did Idaho first land on your radar? What were you initially thinking when Idaho was first recruiting you? I didn't even know it was a state. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. Like so when when they came in when they came in off of me, that was the first time I ever heard about it. I did a little Google little Google search real quick, try to look up some pictures, look up the uh the environment, the community, see how it was out here. Then coming out for my visit was first time. Really was my first time seeing snow too, so I, I was I was excited. I was like How did Idaho compare? How did Moscow compare to what you thought it was gonna be like before you went there for the first time? Like it, it held up to its standards. I thought it was going to be exactly what it was. I thought it was going to be, you know, life away from home. So I didn't really have too much plan as far as thinking, like, you know, like as far as just high glory stuff. It was more just like, just you know, just a, a nice football town that's that's that has a, a nice community that all care about the football team and stuff like that. So it was exactly what I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, I love Moscow for that, right? I mean, it is like kind of Missoula and Bozeman, too, where it's a college town. People love the Vandals. Everybody around town knows what's going on with the Vandals. So, I mean, does that add to your experience as a student-athlete? Definitely. That off-campus experience, you know, being a Vandal, you you kind of pick up as hearing, you know, different uh, companies and different people just, you know, they always support you. They always want want us to win. They want us to – they can't wait to hear about the game, hear about what you – how your stats came. You build personal relationships with some of them. So, it's pretty cool. Trey Walker joining us. Idaho Vandals host the Montana Grizzlies on Saturday, I guess, evening by the time it's local time in Montana. 5.30 kick local time for the Vandals and the Grizzlies. The battle for the Little Brown Stein. Trey is a linebacker there at the University of Idaho. Trey, we heard from 
uh, Coach Bresky yesterday. I think Bresky's actually a guy I've known for a little while. My brother actually played for him at Montana way back in the day, and uh, a guy that's been around the Big Sky forever. Uh, but Coach Bresky's a pretty intense guy, pretty demanding coach, or at least he was when I was around him. Is he still like that? What's it like playing for Coach Bresky? It's pretty cool. I mean, Coach Bresky ain't really. He don't be on me as much no more. I, when I was a freshman, <laughs> he was really on me, kind of like died out. But uh, yeah, I could, I could, I could definitely say he still, he still be trying to hold down those, hold down the water on the defense side. <laughs> yeah, no doubt for sure. And then uh, his son's your linebackers coach as well. So how's that transition gone? What have you thought of uh, of Adam Bresky's work with you there in the last couple of years? I like Adam. He, he's really good. I like my coach. He, he he spends his time. He care about his players a lot. He care about the growth of his players, and he really he shows that day in and day out that he really you know he care about us and he try to put us in the best situation to uh, play great. With uh, with my endeavor at Skyline Sports, where we cover the whole Big Sky Conference from a print and photo perspective. Uh, one of my favorite parts is following guys after they get out of the Big Sky Conference when they go to the NFL. I know there's a couple guys that were teammates of yours that you played with that are in the league, still trying to get in the league. Guys like Caden and Christian Ellis. Uh, I know Jeff Cotton is, is still fighting to get on a roster as well. Uh, so, But when you see that, I mean, what's that like for you, knowing guys that are uh, playing at, the, at football's highest level on Sundays? It's um, it's motivation, you know. It's like that's my goal at the end of the day. So it, it's just motivation. It feels that fire of you know understanding the business part of football and just continuing to work hard and continuing to chase your dreams and seeing that it's possible. So it, it's really just motivation. Kudos to those guys. You know, shout out to them for paving that way and showing that it could be done in Idaho. Yeah, no doubt for sure. And uh, I mean, I was that leads me into my next question because I was going to ask you if you had NFL aspirations, and that's awesome that you do. Uh, but then, how do you manage? trying to kind of pursue those, especially with the way how weird it's been, right? I mean, you could play a couple more years, if I'm not mistaken, right, in college ball. So, uh, I mean, how do you manage then chasing your NFL dreams with this extra eligibility that you got and, and still being a part of the Vandals? Uh, I just kind of, you know, keep trying to play my game and don't really worry about it. I just make sure that, you, like, like I let my coaches handle it, control what I can control, and just, you know, just keep playing. And when it's time to go, it's time to go. No question. Well, let's talk a little bit about this matchup here this weekend with Montana coming to Moscow. What's your overall scout on the Grizzlies? What do you think of the Grizz offense, and what does Idaho need to do to slow down Montana? Uh, Montana got a good uh, offense, and, you know, we played them a few times. We understand the concept a lot, so really we just got to go out there, start fast, play strong, and, you know, just play play our game. Hopefully they come out ready with that same type, same type of energy, and we just going to match that and just have a great game. He's Trey Walker, All-Big Sky, All-American linebacker for the University of Idaho. The Vandals host the Montana Grizzlies on Saturday at the Kibbe Dome. Trey, appreciate you being here, man. Thanks for making time in your busy schedule, and uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you soon. But in the meantime, best of luck on Saturday. Thank you, man. Thank you. Have a great day. Alpine Touch has been part of the fabric of Montana for more than 60 years. Decades ago, Russell Street started selling his Touch of Magic in Whitefish. Years later, Alpine Touch's all-purpose seasoning remains a favorite. It's tailgating season, and there's no better way to spice up your grill before a Grizz game than with Alpine Touch. Go to alpinetouch.com now and use the checkout code ESPN10 for a 10% discount on your order. Alpine Touch is here to keep your mouth watering all football season. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Time now for Across the Sidelines Part 2 here on Nuanez Now. Each week, interviews with opponents for both Montana and Montana State today on Across the Sidelines. We're joined by Rob Fennessy, the head coach for Idaho State Bengals. ISU travels to Bozeman, Montana to take on Montana State on Saturday afternoon. And Coach, how's it going? I haven't talked to you in a little while. How you been? Yeah, good. thanks for having me on here, Coulter. Doing good. We're uh, plugging away and 
practicing and working on improving every day. That seems to be the common narrative around the league. It's been a, an interesting league so far. A lot of hard-fought battles. Uh, but I find it fascinating, as we were just talking about before we went out live here, the league has this reputation broadly as this offensive league. But to me, what's evolved in the big sky over the last several years has been the defenses. And so let's just talk about that element of it in general. Uh, first of all, you're playing a great one in Montana State this weekend. But to, by my estimation, it seems like there's a lot of really, I mean, like national caliber defenses in this league. So what do you think of just sort of the, the evolution of the big sky being such a defensive dominated conference right now? Yeah, well, unfortunately for someone like me, who, uh, who likes to really work on the offensive side of the ball, you know, I think a lot of people have have looked at, at the North Dakota State model. You know, they they had a tremendous defense during uh, uh, during their run, and they still do. You know, Northern Iowa, tremendous defense. Uh, you know, just you see those Missouri Valley teams just are are just stifling. You know, you can't can't move the ball. South Dakota State. You know, they're all and you know Montana State's always had a a rich tradition of of defense, and and. So the Grizzlies, you know, they're they're pretty salty on defense this year. Uh, UC Davis, you know, they're they're holding people down in points, and and you know, obviously Weber um, has been excellent the last several years. Just, uh, but you know, you take a look at the coaches, Jeff Choate, you know, what he developed and recruited there at, at Montana State, and then uh, Vegan has kind of taken it to a to the next level, and you know, you get Bobby back at Montana, you know, and he's a defensive guy, Jay Hill, uh, tremendous defensive mind uh, over at Weber. You know, you got some got some really good coaches in this conference really good defensive head coaches as well well take me through your team and specifically your league slate so far idaho state comes into this thing with a one and three record in big sky conference play and coach i watched sac state live last week very very impressed with the hornets you took them down on the wire in a two-point loss in pocatello then had the, the loss at northern arizona but then a huge win over a top 10 ranked team in uc davis uh, on october 9th and then last week a loss at portland state so what do you thought of just the, your team's ability to navigate the league and what was that high point of uc davis that you'd like to replicate uh, well, I like to replicate is no turnovers. That no was doubt, it. you know that we had no turnovers in that game. Every other league game, we've we've given the ball to the other team. And as we look at it, you know we're we're playing hard. Kids are playing hard. We're doing things well. Uh, but you you can't have five turnovers against Portland State and expect to win it. You know anything they they scored four of their possessions after our turnovers and then their fifth possession that they scored was after a missed field goal so uh, it's our we're shooting ourselves in the foot you know we were on a game-winning what we felt would would have been a game-winning drive against Sac State and through an interception you know we go out to uh, northern Arizona and take the first drive down and you know kind of feel like we've hit in a little bit of a rhythm and and boom three turnovers so uh, we've been we've been plagued by uh, and I had never been around anything like this before just just the turnovers, you know, and we even had one last Saturday against Portland where, you know, that it'd be the last kid on our, on our entire offense that we would figure fumbled the ball with Christian Fred caught a beautiful pass and got yards and we we're moving down into their territory and fumbled the ball. So, um, you know, we address, we address ball security daily around here. You know, we like to say ball security is a religion here, but uh, we lost our religion this year a little bit. Rob Fennessy joining us here on Across the Sideline, presented by Mike Nugent and Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. This is Nuanez Now on 1029 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. And Coach, like you say, I mean, everybody emphasizes ball security. Seems like you guys have been putting high priority on it to try to sort of cure this plague, as you say. But how much is too much of a focus on I mean, how much of it is sort of putting in guys' heads? I mean, I guess it seems like such a delicate balance to try to sort of remedy something that is uh, so esoteric, so to speak. Yeah, you know, we don't really change what we do because we emphasize it so much early on. You know, in years past, we've been really good, but... 
uh, it's something that from day one is spring ball that, that that we talk about. So it's not a it's not all of a sudden, hey guys, we have to really work on ball security. We, you know, we don't get into that. Uh, we, it just it's just what we do, and and you work to you know strip sacks by the quarterback and interceptions by the quarterback. That's you know that's a little bit it's a little bit different. But uh, like I said we 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 preach it you know from day one, and I've preached it since the day. Uh, day that I uh, got here and as a head coach and you know it's taken a uh, page out of uh, Bobby Houck's book. Well let's talk about the UC Davis game specifically because that's one that I think that you guys performed the best in and obviously beating a top 10 team was a big one so does that show you sort of the potential of your team? Yeah we you know we know we have we have we feel we have pretty good players and uh, it just shows when when you don't give uh, the other team extra extra possessions you know we're 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 a very capable operation you know i like our receivers um i really like our offensive line and uh, uh our defense coops got them playing better and better each week so uh, going into that one you know we had three three takeaways you know we hadn't had but one up until that point and you know, i told the team in the pregame meeting that you know sooner or later this dam's going to break and you guys are going to start getting turnovers left and right and, and in the last two games they've gotten five so uh they're I said Coop's got the uh, Coop's got the defense playing a little bit better each week, and you know the truth of the matter is we got a true freshman at quarterback, and uh, and you know he's seen a lot of a lot of speed and a lot of things for the first time. We'll talk about that young man, Hunter Hayes, uh, true freshman from Cody, Wyoming. I know he's a guy that was on Brent Vegan's radar a little bit, at least when Coach Vegan was at Wyoming as well. And it seems like there's so many crossovers in this game from many different coaches that have been around the league for a long time. But first, to start with Hunter Hayes, what did you like about him coming out of high school? And obviously, probably not ideal to be playing him right now, but it seems like he's he's doing the best that he can. Yeah, he's doing the best that he can. But uh, just just first and foremost, his parents are both in the in the Hall of Fame here at Idaho State. So he's a little bit of legacy. So you know, it's a little bit more personal to him for him for him to be here. Uh, you know, nice tall kid, smart, uh, great grade. You know what you want in the quarterback, and and comes in and studies film and and all that good stuff. Even though he ran a he ran more of a, a, a kind of optionish type uh, offense in high school. You know, got him here and saw he can sling it around a little bit. So uh, I tell you what, he's he's really tough. He's taken a beat in the last couple, you know, three four. He's three four weeks. He and he, he pulls the ball down, doesn't mind running, and we're just like, oh, hey man, get down, get down. And but he, uh, uh, solid young man, solid family. You know, he's going to be a good quarterback here in the future. Well, you've played in Reno and you played in Flagstaff, you played in Portland, but now you got to play in Bozeman, a distinctly uh, unique challenge playing at Bobcat Stadium, one of the best venues in the conference. So uh, how do you hope your young quarterback responds to what will almost certainly be a, a rabid crowd on Saturday? You know, anytime you go up to those two places up there, you know, you know what you're getting into, at least. It, it's a, it's one of the best environments in college football. It's why you play. But, you know, uh, we we practice every day from from day one in spring ball uh, with with music and noise and all that stuff. And, you know, a lot of people might think that you play the music just so the kids are having a good time. But another reason why you do it is, uh, you know, you put, turn it up a little bit loud so you have to communicate in a, in a really loud environment. You never play football in a stale environment, okay, And except during COVID springs. But other than that, you know, they're, you're always going to have to communicate when it's loud. So uh, we're, you know, we're – we're fairly well schooled in that. I know the crowd there is is extremely knowledgeable, just like it's like the one across the way up there. And uh, they're going to be extra loud when it's our third down. You know, when we have the ball in third down, it's going to be extra loud when we're in the southeast end zone. And uh, like they're very knowledgeable fans. They know when to cheer. They know when to be quiet. And it, that's a challenge right there. But you just got to got to uh, 
we get we should be used to communicating you know under duress with noise but you still can't replicate a crowd such as what we're going to face on saturday Ruff Fennessy joining us here, Idaho State head coach. It's across the sideline. It's Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. And crowd aside, venue aside, familiarity with the coaching staffs aside, probably the biggest challenge your team faces is Montana State's defense. They've been lights out. I've been incredibly impressed with them. They're operating at an incredibly high level with incredibly high talent. So, uh, Coach, your take on Montana State's defense. Yeah, you just said that's a bad combination. Incredibly high level, incredibly high level of talent. They they are sound. Uh, They are very physical. Uh, they they know their assignments. They play their assignments well. Uh, you know they know when when to fit a gap and uh, and where their where their where their partner is supposed to be with next to them and all that stuff. It's it's about as, as sound as a defense as as you'll face. In addition to the uh, you know and, and let's just take let's take Troy Anderson. You know one of the best players, if not the best player in the conference. Take him out of the mix and uh, their their defensive line is solid, big, strong. Uh, they come off the edge, great pass rushers, and I, lo- I really like their two safeties. Uh, those two are are they don't miss tackles. I, I should I should include their 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 uh, Sam Backer in there too, and that's what they do. They don't miss tackles. They're in position. They really limit uh, yards after after catches. And uh, I said it's it's a it's a it's a big problem to uh, to deal with. Well, tell folks a little bit about your offensive personnel. Hunter Hayes aside, I know you have one of the better receivers in the league in Tanner Connor. Um, Malik Rango, when healthy, looks like he could be an impact player, and, and I think he will be by the time he gets his sort of locked in. Uh, so what do you like just about your, your offensive unit right now, Coach? Well, you know, Tanner Connor's had a pretty solid year. We'd like to get him the ball more. Uh, but, you know, at 235 pounds out there, we feel, you know, we got to get him the ball, you know, in tight spaces and maybe break a tackle and get, get going on these guys. But uh, I really like our, our center, Teron Carey. That's one young man who uh, his brother played here earlier. And uh, now Teron's kind of like the heart and soul of maybe our whole offense. You know, as a center, he can he sees the whole defense, believe it or not. He's one of those centers that can see safety rotation and, and know where blitzes are coming from and start – pointing and, and and taking charge uh, so I really like what what he's doing and, and when Tyler got banged up Teron and, and John Perko our, our right guard both looked at me and said hey we'll take you know, Hunter's nickname is Sticks so if I say Sticks they go hey we'll take care of Sticks don't worry we got him I, you know I like our young receiving court we're gonna we're gonna be pretty deep here in the next few years with uh, Xavier Guillory Christian Fredrickson Jeff Harris Jalen Henderson Shane uh, Shane Daly Jr. you know it's a it's a real and DeMonte Horton it's a really salty group so you know I like I, I like we just got to get on on track a little bit and, and get going and you know like once again it starts with the turnovers. Coach, let's talk about the other side of the ball. Obviously, an intriguing storyline with Roger Cooper returning to Bozeman, but this is old hat for him now because he's been you know, outside of Montana State for quite some time, and he's coached against his alma mater many times. Uh, but his unit, what do you think of them? What's your evaluation right now? Uh, what have you liked, it, and where can you improve? Probably improve with our pass rush and sacks. You know, we're pretty low there. we got to do a better job. Byron Howe, who came over from Montana State, has really uh, made an impact, made a difference with our with our defensive line. Uh, I like our linebackers, O'Shea Trujillo and and, uh, and Darian Green and, and uh, Connor Wills. You know, those three are playing are playing, uh, playing hard and up there in tackles in the conference. And, you know, and O'Shea is just a pretty athletic backer that that flies around and Jaden Dawson our corner our, our I want to say our boundary corner he uh he's been solid all year too you know he was first team all conference in, in the spring and uh was player of the week in the big sky conference uh when we 
beat Davis. So uh, I really like his attitude and the way he comes out and, and, and practices every day. You mentioned Byron Howard. I think that's an interesting fold, too, because I was very impressed with him as a young coach at Montana State. He brings a lot of energy. I think he is a great fundamental teacher as well. And so have you have you seen those things so far in him, Coach? I know it's only been a little while since he joined your staff, but what have you seen out of Coach Howard? Yeah, exactly. Just uh, just what he brings to the table with his with his individual work, with his uh, you know not only it, it's it's more than just that as well. He's a great recruiter. Uh, he's our we, I named him our recruiting coordinator. He's very detailed, uh, and, yeah, and that carries on with everything he does. He's detailed on the field with his players in their individual with their technique. Uh, he's very detailed in in scheme and works well with uh, Coop in terms of. Uh, you know, scheming up an opponent's uh, pass protection and and run game, and like I said, he's he's just been a pleasure to have around, and I'm I'm glad I'm glad he's with us. Across the sidelines, Rob Fennessy joining us here on Nuanas Now. Across the sidelines, presented by Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. Mike Nugent and Berkshire Hathaway, your local real estate experts. Coach, when you look at Montana State's offense, it definitely looks distinctly different uh, just because of the added element of the quarterback position because Jeff Choate did so many unorthodox things with his quarterback position. Uh, but what do you see when you look at Montana State's offense? Well, their their quarterback is extremely efficient. I think he's leading the nation in passing efficiency. You know, he just he, a big, big, tall, good-looking kid back there. Plus, they got a big offensive. You know, your typical Montana offensive, Montana, Montana, and Montana State offensive line. You know, just big, big physical guys. Plus, they got a uh, one, of, one of the best running backs. It seems like the guy's been around forever. He number twenty-two. It's like uh, he he played against us here in twenty eighteen. So. I like what they do. They mix it up well. You know, they got big, tall receivers that look, you know, kind of like a basketball team, and, and they're very efficient running the ball, and the quarterbacks are really, really good at, at, at making smart decisions with the ball. Well, Coach, last thing for you then, what will be the key if Idaho State is to go into Bozeman and get a victory this weekend? <laughs> Not turn the ball over and, and have some third-down success. You know, we got got to maintain some drives and keep our defense off the field, and, uh, you know, we're going to do – uh, you know what we like to say we do run the ball stop the run limit uh, win turnover battle and uh, and limit limit penalties you know you, you're going to have effort penalties here and there but we want to eliminate the, the mental penalties and uh, so the, that's kind of that's kind of our mantra going in Rob Fennessy Idaho State they play out Montana State in Bozeman on Saturday coach appreciate you joining us thanks so much and best of luck on Saturday hey thanks for having me Alpine Touch has been part of the fabric of Montana for more than 60 years. Decades ago, Russell Street started selling his Touch of Magic in Whitefish. Years later, Alpine Touch's all-purpose seasoning remains a favorite. It's tailgating season, and there's no better way to spice up your grill before a Grizz game than with Alpine Touch. Go to alpinetouch.com now and use the checkout code ESPN10 for a 10% discount on your order. Alpine Touch is here to keep your mouth watering all football season. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Welcome back in Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you here on this Wednesday from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula and also new to Montana. You can find them located in Missoula at the corner of uh, Mount and Stevens. You can also find them online, nwmsrocks.com. It's Trucktober. That means 1.99% financing across all of Northwest Motorsport's 1,600 plus trucks. So go visit NW. MS Rocks today. Check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Time now for the Montana State Minute. We do this each Wednesday about 4.30 here on Nuanas Now. Actually pre-recording this with our good friend Alex Eshelman of SWX Montana Television. We got to tell you it's pre-recorded now. It's an FCC rule, so we're not trying to blow the surprise. Just uh, 
you know, obeying the rules as they were. But Alex, appreciate you joining us as always. I know you're very busy this time of year. How's it going? Oh, Coulter. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well. How are you? I know that you're just as busy, if not much more than I am. So kudos to you for uh, keeping on top of everything as well. Well, I uh, I love it. And, uh, you know, most people think I'm crazy because last weekend I drove to and from Missoula to Ogden, Utah and back. Uh, in one day, and then uh, <laughs> then did my Grizz pregame show. But to me, it was my best weekend of the whole year. I loved it. I got to watch Montana State on Friday night and Montana on Saturday afternoon, and it was very fun. But I have to tell you, before we get into the sports part of this thing, I was having a good chuckle on my drive back, thinking of my two warm-weather colleagues, you and Mary Lou's Cook, both from uh, hot places, standing on the sidelines in Ogden, Utah, yeah. where it's ice cold. So how was your first experience on the <laughs> sidelines when it started to get a little chilly? Well, thankfully, Coulter, it wasn't technically my first experience of standing out in the cold on the sidelines since I've been here for a year and a half, even though I haven't covered Montana State football until this season. High school sports, yeah, yeah. high school soccer, high school football definitely prepared me last year. So I had my hand warmers. I layered my socks. Um, at the time when uh, Coach Cho was still here, he was a big advocate of alpaca socks. <laughs> So I, I have my alpaca socks, I have my hand warmers, I have my beanie, and it actually wasn't that bad. I always think that the wind is a big component to how cold it can feel. It really wasn't that windy down there, not to mention with all those three and out situations. I was getting a good workout in Coulter, running back and <laughs> forth from one the sideline to the next. Well, that was definitely one of the stories of the game. The defense is on both sides. Uh, we had... Seven consecutive three and outs on Friday night between the two teams as Weber State and Montana State uh, squared off. 13-7, to Montana State comes out with the win. And I think a lot of people that love offensive football didn't like the game. I love defensive football. I love the game. I thought it was awesome. And I thought it was a great uh, display of wills. But we were standing on the field after the game getting some interviews. And uh, Ty Okada, who's basically becoming like the, the second head coach, I guess, for the Bobcats, because he's so good at the interviews. Uh, but he says, I don't know why you guys want to interview anybody else. Interview Daniel Hardy. I think he had 100 tackles today. And, and it's true. I mean, Daniel Hardy was out of his mind. So we'll start there. I mean, the Bobcat defense as a whole, it was a standout performance. But Daniel Hardy stole the show, Big Sky Conference Player of the Week. So what would you think of his performance? I couldn't agree more, Coulter. And I said that when we were standing there talking to him. And he's so humble. He credits the entire defense and brought up Chase, Amandre, you know, all of his guys up front. And I said, but come on, Danny. I mean, let's be honest here. You're, you were the star of the show in this game. And it really was true being down there on the sideline. What I love about Daniel's game is not only is he aggressive and he's great with his technique, but he seems like he's having so much fun too and not just personally but having so much fun with his teammates and I think that the defense really feeds off of that I was able to talk with Sean Howe the D-line coach yesterday and that'll be on Bobcat Insider this week I asked him about Danny and I said what does his production mean to the Bobcats defense and he said it means everything it means everything because not only is he productive in practice but it translates onto the field and we very much saw that in the big win over defending big sky champs weber state daniel hart is such a humble guy and so when he answers questions he always deflects and and 
praises his teammates, and uh, that's one of the most appealing parts about him, for sure. But I was watching mm-hmm. the game back, and he gave a lot of credit to the interior defensive lineman. And I got to tell you, Hardy is an amazing player. He's really great off the edge. His speed and space is super, super impressive. But to me, when I watched that game back for a second time, Chase Benson didn't have any statistics. He's the MVP of the defense, though, because he just wrecks the interior of, of offensive lines. When the quarterback gets flushed, that's where Hardy's at his best is chasing guys down. So I, I think that Benson is sort of an un, unsung hero right now. But I do think when these guys talk about the whole unit, it is the whole unit. I think they're the most complete unit in the Big Sky Conference because they have elite talent at all three levels of their defense. But uh, it's been very impressive to watch. And perhaps maybe more impressive than any of that was the fact that Montana State's young corners, they got eaten alive on the first draft against Weaver State. And then they locked in. And that was maybe the key to Daniel Hardy getting his pass rush as well. So Bobcat defense as a whole unit uh, just really standing and out right now definitely Coulter and at the very end of the game it was pretty cool to see the whole Montana State crowd that was there they started chanting thank you defense and I would imagine that that felt pretty good for for them to hear that and Coach Vegan even touched on it in his press conference I mean they knew what they were going up against this is the next best defense in the big sky in Weber State and you could see that um But like you said, it was an awesome game to watch, even though it wasn't a high-scoring game. When it came down to the very end, it was a nail-biter. It was was really interesting to see if they were going to pull it off, and they did. Alex Eshelman, SWX Montana Television, joining us here on Nuanas Now. One last thing about last Friday night, Alex, uh, maybe a somber one. Josh Davis, All-American running back from Weber State, went down with what looked like a bad injury. I know you were on the sideline. I don't know which side you were on. But did you see it? And if so, does it look as bad as it looked from the press box? Gosh, Coulter, that's a good question. To be honest with you, I, I can't give you a full detailed answer as to how it looked just because I was on the opposite side. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for how long he was down for, I mean, it's definitely concerning. And you never, I don't care what team you're rooting for, it is never fun to watch somebody go down like that. Um, and unfortunately, that happened to him, and hopefully they can get him back on his feet here within the season. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't look good, and it is really unfortunate, especially when we're talking about, I mean, he's one of the premier players in the league. I mean, he is definitely one of the best running backs in the conference, in the country, multiple-time All-American. So uh, definitely a big bummer for him. The lucky part is he does he is a junior, so he has two years of eligibility remaining with mm-hmm. this, with this uh, I guess we'll call it the COVID shirt that these guys are getting. Uh, but regardless, right. uh, hopefully Josh Davis does uh, heal up soon. But Montana State now six in a row. Uh, they're up to number eight in the country in the polls. And uh, they got it rolling. They're 4-0 in Big Sky Conference play. They control their destiny as of now. And they got a Idaho State team that's been reeling a little bit this year uh, coming to town. So, I mean, what do you, first of all, just what do you think of just the momentum Montana State takes in this game? It seems like that is one of their biggest advantages right now. 100% Coulter, I think. And like we've talked about all season long, their discipline and their feel to their team every week really hasn't changed from the start of the season. They're locked in, they're focused. You can tell that they really aren't wavered by who they're playing that upcoming week. They're just way more focused on what they can do to improve as a whole. With that said, uh, Idaho State, you're right, had a big win a couple weeks ago against UC Davis and then also played really tough against Sacramento State. So they're definitely not going to be overlooked 
But going into this game, I think that it's been a whole mixture of things that have worked well for Coach Vegan and the Montana State Bobcats, especially with him stepping in in his first year. He's a great head coach. We've seen that to this point. With that said, he's got a great group of guys. He's set up with a great group of assistant coaches, um, so far undefeated in Big Sky play and at home. So I think at this point, and of course, they have a leg up over Idaho State. I think that they're feeling confident. I think that they're feeling ready. And I think that their eyes are on this week. But I think for the fans, you're starting to see, if you can believe it, Coulter, we're in the back half of the season. They have a bye next week, followed up by Eastern, which is going to be huge. And then, of course, Cat Grizz at the very end of the game and before that, their final home game. So we're coming down to the final handful of games here. Which is absolutely crazy, but uh, it's definitely been a fun season thus far. Alex, Alex Eshelman joining us here on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Alex is a reporter there at SWX uh, over in Bozeman. I uh, talk a little bit about this upcoming game between Idaho State and Montana State in Bozeman on Saturday. And Alex, I know you mentioned that I got the Bob, Bobcat Insider coming out here uh, this week. And Sean Howe, I think he's a guy that maybe fans around Montana State or just people around Montana in general just don't know much about because even though this is a new coaching staff, Brent Vegan's been in front of the media a bunch, Taylor Housewright and Freddie Banks, the coordinators, have been in front of the media right. a bunch. A lot of the staff is held over from Jeff Choate, so they're familiar guys. Even the guys that were sort of kind of new, like Jimmy Beal, I mean, he went to Montana State, so people know him. Bobby Daly's been around forever. You know, all these guys. It's Sean Howe's kind of guy that people don't really know about, and it's very interesting as well because the guy Sean Howe replaced – Byron Hout is the defensive line coach at Idaho State now, too. Uh, but you said he sat down with Coach Hout. What were your impressions? And it seems like, I mean, his unit is playing lights out, so it seems like the guys are responding pretty well to his coaching. Let me tell you, Sean Howe is pivotal to this defensive unit and just to the team as a whole. And I'm speaking not on, only in terms of, you know, my great interview with him on Bobcat Insider that'll be coming out this Thursday evening, uh, but just being around him this entire season, he has a way with his group. You can tell that not only do they trust him, but they also they're fired up by him. They He gets his defense energetic and excited to go out there and play, and you can see that on the field. And uh, I mentioned this in my interview with him. I started off by saying I, I was standing next to his group before they were about to play Weber, and he was giving his group a pump-up speech. He said, focus on three things, technique, stop the run, and have a party with the quarterback. Everyone's invited. And that got me excited standing there, listening to him, talking to his guys, and you could tell that they were all feeding off that energy. And not only does that happen before the game, but that happens in every practice as well. He comes prepared, energetic, ready to go, and just fired up to coach this group. You can tell he's really passionate about it. And that not only – it just translates onto the field, and it, it has. I mean, we've seen it. She's Alex Eshelman, SWX Montana. She joins us each Wednesday here on the Montana State Minute on Nuanas Now. And Alex, thanks so much for being here, and uh, I'll look forward to seeing you on Saturday. In the meantime, have a good rest of your week. I can't wait, Coulter. Thank you so much for having me. Always a privilege, and I'll see you at Bobcat Stadium on Saturday. Wear pink. It's the pink out. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. 
Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. Welcome in for our ESPN Roundtable, which is our long-form interview each week here on ESPN Missoula. A guy who's been around the state of Montana, been around the western region, and uh, lived a life in college football. He's Mike Bresky. He's the Idaho defensive coordinator, the Vandals. He hosts Montana Saturday afternoon in Moscow. Coach, appreciate you being here. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. Kind of getting out of my funk after our butt-kicking this past weekend up in Cheney. But uh, onward uh, to the little uh, Brownstein game, little uh, trophy game coming up. I was talking with Coach Hauk about this yesterday, and, and this is one thing I've learned in my 15 years covering the Big Sky. Something that I love about this level, the FCS level of football, is that when you lose, it's not the end of the world. It's not necessarily that you want to lose or you like to lose, but you can lose and still have a lot of things out in front of you. And you mentioned your team fell 71-21 to Eastern Washington on Saturday, but it seems to me that every single team around the country at the FCS level, when you do lose no matter what the margin, the next week is the most important week because you have a chance to get back on the horse. So let's just start there. I mean, what's it going to take for you guys to get back on the horse, and how important is that to not let the previous weekend's result affect you in the upcoming game? Well, I think it's totally important. Coach Petrino's done a good job. You know, we met Sunday uh, on our typical team meeting um, before we break up and watch the previous game. And, you know, we, we got to understand what we did right, what we did wrong, correct things, and uh, kind of flush it after Sunday. Uh, Monday's our player's day off, and today we get rolling with our first practice uh, for the Grizz. And uh, it's a new game plan, and you just got to get rid of it, get going on the Grizz. Let's talk about your defense as a whole so far. Uh, the, the few games I've been able to check out this year, it looks like you have a very good front seven, and I know that's something you take pride in and that, that's been sort of a staple of yourself as well as Coach Petrino there at Idaho. So just tell me about that element. How much does that just cater to what you do defensively, and what do you like about your front seven on defense? Well, I think we're a veteran group uh, in the front seven. Uh, we've got guys that have played a lot of snaps. Trey, our Mike linebacker, Trey Walker, is, is an outstanding linebacker, can run, can finish. Uh, is the leader uh, of our defense, which is nice to have the linebacker. Uh, the DBs listen to him. The D-line listen to him. But uh, we've got to control the line of scrimmage, and we've got a, a football team that's coming in here this weekend uh, that knows how to run the football. Uh, they're tough guys up front. Uh, Coach Germer does a great job with the O-line, and uh, we've got to be able to uh, contain the run game and uh, get, get the Grizz throwing the ball downfield. We mentioned a guy like Chad Drummer, and it's so interesting when you cover the big sky for a while because you see how many crossovers there are. I mean, the fraternity that it is in the coaching ranks. Yeah. And there's a lot of crossovers mm-hmm. in this game. Obviously, Idaho and Montana have been rivals forever. What do you just think of that element? How does that add to a matchup when you are very familiar with the guys that you're coaching against? Well, I think it's it's part of the game. When you add a, add a place long enough, which I've been here at Idaho now. This is my seventh year. Uh, Coach Hauk knows what we're going to do on defense. He may put a couple wrinkles in. We've got a good idea what Montana's going to do offensively. He may put in a few wrinkles there, but uh, you get to know your opponent very well. And, uh, you know, you know coaches um, on each staff and that type of deal. You know uh, their personality. Uh, You know how they coach, uh, what they want out of their players. And I think that just adds to it, uh, being familiar with – the coaching staff and, and the programs. 
Idaho defensive coordinator Mike Bresky joining us here on ESPN Radio. It's our ESPN Roundtable. We do this during the 5 o'clock hour each Wednesday, and then again during the noon hour on Thursdays. Montana plays at Idaho in Moscow on Saturday afternoon. And Coach, I know you've been uh, a part of the Montana-Idaho rivalry on both sides, but when it is Montana week at Idaho, I mean, does it feel like a rivalry game around Moscow? Uh I don't know. It, it feels like it in my office. Uh, <laughs> Good. Deal, but uh, no, if you uh, I, you have so much respect for uh, Montana's football team, uh, their coaching staff, their players, how they play the game. And if you can't get excited about this, uh, uh, you shouldn't be playing football. Uh, I'm hoping it'll be a great game, a physical game on both sides of the ball. See what happens in the fourth quarter. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the matchup because Montana, some good talent skill-wise, but they're now working with a redshirt freshman quarterback for the last couple of weeks. So from that element, how does the fact, that affect the way you game plan as a defensive coordinator, Coach? Well, I think what we look at is what do we have to stop first? What does Montana do well? Uh, what do we have to address initially? And uh, it's not so much about the quarterback. It's about the run game. Uh, they run the ball very efficiently in 13 personnel when they have their three tight ends in a ball game, 12 personnel, two tight ends, and 11 personnel uh, when they can get into two back or one back scenarios. They're a power football team. They're an inside zone football team. If you can't stop their base plays, it's going to be a long afternoon. So that's how we approach it. Uh, we know what they like to run, and but you still got to you know, the game is about blocking, getting off blocks, and tackling. That's how we approach it. And then, then you kind of work to the back end. What do they like pass concept-wise uh, on down and distances and, and, and put in your calls. But uh, we have to be able to be physical, match their physicality, and uh, do a good job on the run and get them behind the, the sticks, uh, force some second and longs. Uh, some third and longs, that type of situation. And then that kind of opens up the playbook for the uh, Vandals. You mentioned the three tight end sets that Montana runs. I think that's an interesting fold of their offense. Uh, but, I mean, is there anything that, that's a – how do you say this? Do, the, do they have any tendencies out of that? Or, or what do you think of just the way that they use their three tight end sets? Because it seems like it's a little bit different than a lot of other teams. Yeah, it's uncommon. We don't see a lot of it in terms of tendencies. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that with you, but uh, uh, and I hope you understand that. Oh, I but, totally uh, do. I know I, very, I phrased <laughs> that wrong. I didn't actually expect you to give me the tendencies, yeah. Coach. I, I more or <laughs> just was asking about the tight ends. But, uh, you know, like Cole Grossman, number 11, very athletic tight end for him, can get open, can catch the ball, can run the ball. So they present challenges, uh, not just blocking-wise, but also being able to throw the ball out of that 13 personnel group. Uh, so we've got to be on our toes. Uh, we got to be heads up. We have to have great eyes on our keys, uh, recognizing run versus pass. But uh, they can get, give you different sets. There's a lot of shift, shifting and movement with the tight ends in that personnel group. And, uh, but it still comes down to, you know, we've got to stop the run first. Mike Bresky joining us here on ESPN Radio. It's the ESPN Roundtable. He's the defensive coordinator for the Idaho Vandals. They host the Montana Grizzlies on Saturday afternoon in Moscow. And, Coach, I want to ask you about a couple guys that have been on the staff there for a little while at the defensive side of the ball at Idaho. First, Luther Ellis. I know that he has established a great reputation as an awesome coach after having a great reputation as an awesome player, a longtime NFL player. I know he's had several sons that have gone through the Idaho program that have been outstanding. I know Caden Ellis is still in the NFL, and it's really fun for us at Skyline Sports to track his progress and as one of the guys that's still in the league out of the Big Sky Conference, but what do you think that Coach Ellis has brought just to your defensive room and just your defensive mentality? 
Well, it's not often that you get a former first-round draft choice coaching your D-line at the FCS level. And, uh, you know, he brings a lot of expertise. I mean, he done it. Played double-digit years at the NFL. Uh, had a great career at the University of Utah. I still give him heck about not going to Colorado instead of uh, Utah. Funny story with Luther, though. He told me out of high school, I mean, his favorite sport was basketball. And, you know, played football but didn't think much of it. And uh, Utah promised him he could play both sports football and basketball. CU said only football. So he goes to Utah and guess what happened? He didn't get to play basketball. And it's just and he got bigger and bigger and bigger. But uh heck of a career, his boys, Caden, as you mentioned, played for us here, outstanding play. And Christian is on the uh taxi squad with the Philadelphia Eagles. And then Noah uh is a big nose guard for us. So we've been very fortunate to have three of his sons uh, play for the Vandals. But uh, he just brings an overall calm, a presence uh, on the sideline. Uh, he's in total control, a religious Christian man, and and uh, brings that aspect to our football team. But, uh, no, overall, tremendous human being first and uh, a damn good football coach. The other guy I wanted to ask you about who's probably of interest to um, the Montana side of this thing is Vernon Smith, a guy who's a great player at Montana and now has been at Idaho now for a handful of years as the cornerbacks coach there for the Vandals. Uh, But he was an awesome player, especially on that 2001 team that won the national championship. But he was a standout at Montana for several seasons. But uh, from a coaching perspective, how how have you seen him grow as a coach and what do you think of the job he's done there on the back end for you guys? I treat him like a son. Uh, I recruited him out of Mission Bay High School uh, down in the San Diego area way back when. Uh, we won't talk about how long ago, but, uh, you know, he, he is a tough guy. He, he plays the position tough. Uh, he's aggressive. Uh, he coaches hard. Corner's got to be able to take coaching from him. He's uh, exact on his details, uh, always looking for little things, little keys uh, to make us better. First off, a great competitor, uh, hates to lose. And uh, but he does a great job with our guys. Uh, he understands our passing game uh, mentality on defense. You know we work very well together. We've known each other a long time. Kind of the right hand, left hand type deal. Great recruiter uh, in the Southern California area. But uh, no, it's, it's a pleasure to work with him every day. And uh, I just think he brings a pizzazz, and I know he'll be fired up for this game. Last question on this uh, upcoming matchup for you, Coach. Uh, just what is your overall take on it? I mean, what sort of boost could this be for the Vandals moving forward if you were able to knock off uh, a Montana team that's been ranked in the top ten all year? And, and what will it take for Ma- for Idaho to, to take down the Grizzlies? I think it's going to be a very physical, tough game. Uh, it's uh, I don't think going to be a blowout of any sense. I think it's going to come down to uh, both teams who makes the less mistakes uh, out on the field who has more explosive plays, who protects the football or who can take the football away, Uh, things like that, that uh, you don't know when it's going to happen, if it's going to happen, what play it's going to be, whether it's in the first quarter, second quarter, third or fourth. But I just think it's going to be come down to who's more physical. Is it going to be the Grizz? Is it going to be the Vandals? And then those other little things that I just talked about that can determine a football game. But I'm looking forward to a great game, excited about it. And uh, it's a late afternoon game here in in, uh, Moscow, I think a 4.35 kickoff time, but uh, it'll be a blast. Mike Bresky joining us, Idaho defensive coordinator. The Vandals host Montana Saturday 
in Moscow at the Kibbe Dome. And coach, let's take it back in a little bit. Last week in Missoula, a bunch of guys that you knew pretty well were in town. It was the reunion yeah. for the 2001 National Champion Grizzlies. You were the defensive coordinator on that team. Uh, it was great seeing Coach Glenn. I mean, his smile is still the same. The moment where he got to wave to the crowd, man, gave me goosebumps. It was pretty cool oh, watching great. him get acknowledged 20 years after that run. So let's start there. Uh, just the memories of that team overall, specifically with the long time you spent with Coach Glenn. What brings you back? Well, what do you remember the most about that time? Starting off, it was a long season. Uh, it was a, uh, a crazy season. We ended up 15-1, and one, which is almost like an NFL schedule. But uh, we started on the road for our first two games. Our second game, we had a close loss out at Hawaii. And then I'll never forget, I'm sitting in the office with our staff. You know, we're game planning for Idaho. And uh, 9-11 hit. We were watching it on TV. And, and I'm just going, boys, I think we might be in trouble this weekend. Uh, we don't know if we're going to play or not. And they finally made the decision, postponed games. And uh, so we basically had a bye week, and then we got going and got on a roll. Uh, I do remember a two-overtime game against Eastern, tough tough game always with Eastern Washington. But uh, we got on a roll, and, and what was so unique for me as a coach, we wind up with the, the rivalry game, the Grizz-Cat game, in Bozeman in November, and uh, – Tough game. We end up winning. Close game. Just watching our our defense, you know, you play that rival game. You you just exhaust everything. And you come out with the win. And then we turn around and we have to get ready for Idaho. Uh, We play them the next week. The game got moved to after that. Everything got pushed back a week, which was still a very important game in terms of seeding for the playoffs and things like that. And that was a hard week of coaching. I'll be up front with you. Uh, just to get your guys back after a big rivalry game and then playing another game, uh, not a playoff game, but uh, a regular season game. And that meant a lot. And I believe that was a two overtime game uh, came down to the wire. And then we got on a roll uh, on the playoffs and finished 15 and one national champions. And uh, that's something I certainly will be proud of being a part of coach Glenn's uh, football team. Uh, those players, uh, the coaching staff, uh, really everything about the University of Montana and Grizz Nation. It was just, it was an unbelievable year, a strange year, but uh, the guys fought through adversity and, and found a way. And as a coach, you're just so proud of that. Well, I've been doing this 20 episode podcast series, catching up with a lot of different people from around uh-huh. that program, the, around the program at the time, around that team. And uh, it's been fun for me because I was 14, 15 years old, a freshman in high school in Missoula when that was going on. And so, you know, interviewing these guys years later, I was telling Yo Humphrey when I was interviewing the other day, I said, when, I, <laughs> when this was happening 20 years ago, you might as well have been Michael Jordan to me. Like, I, I just thought these guys were awesome. But another guy I looked yeah. up to so much that I got to catch up with was Vince Huntsberger. I know he's a guy that played safety for you when you were coaching the secondary as well as as the defensive coordinator and uh, first of all that guy's mind is unbelievable he remembered everything every single thing from that 2001 season I guess that's why he's a doctor Uh, but what do you remember about Vince and just the the tenacity he brought to your defense well he was a coach on the field if that makes any sense he uh, he understood the game plan he understood what we're trying to do he got people uh, in position Uh, he was the quarterback of our defense but just played with a great, tremendous level, loved the game. Every week he knew he was going to show up uh, with his ability and made a lot of plays for us. But uh, I, I think, 
correct me if I'm wrong, I think he even got a vote for the Heisman. He did. It's one of the great stories from that year. The guy from the Kansas City Star voted Vince Huntsberger from Libby, Montana for the Heisman. Yeah, from Libby, Montana. And and I know now he's in Coeur d'Alene working at the hospital there. And just a tremendous individual. Had all the scholarships, the academic scholarships, but uh, was a tremendous football player for the Grizz. And more importantly, a, a tremendous representative for the Grizz and the University of Montana. On the other, uh, I mean, you guys had a lot of standouts on that team, but the other guy that uh, was good on that team and then went on to be an all-time great was Trey Young as well. I know Trey played a long time after his time at Montana as well, but what do you remember about Trey? Oh, Trey was uh, an individual that I loved blitz. Uh, he was He had the knack of bringing him from wherever, and he could get off blocks. He had a knack of finding the ball, finding the quarterback. He just could do it, and it's something very difficult to teach. Some guys can do it. Some guys can't. But Trey was, again, uh, a competitor, and, and we had a bunch of those guys. And they, they gelled. They had a great chemistry, uh, offense, defense. There was no pointing fingers either direction. Our special teams, uh, we had a great kicker. Uh, it was just a, a tremendous football team that knew how to play together, knew how to play off of each other, offense, defense, and special teams, and always found a way to win and kept up. Through the long weeks, uh, the long fall, you know, the September, October, November into December, I mean, it was a long year. And then kept that mentality week after week of that lunch bucket mentality of let's go to work, let's get better, and let's have fun on a Saturday. Well, certainly an awesome moment in time and phenomenal memories. Mike Bresky oh, joining us here yeah. on the ESPN Roundtable. He's the defensive coordinator for the Idaho Vandals and one, once upon a time the defensive coordinator for the 2001 National Champion Grizzlies. And, Coach, we appreciate you taking time. I know it's a busy week. I know you have a busy schedule. But thanks so much for being with us here, and best of luck on Saturday with the Grizzlies coming to the Kibbe Dome. All right. Thank you for everything, and I really appreciate the uh, opportunity to talk about that 2001 team. A very special team in, in the athletics of uh, the University of Montana, and will never be forgotten. Alpine Touch is legendary around the state of Montana for providing delicious seasonings for every grilling occasion. Now, Alpine Touch offers so much more, from a savory new barbecue sauce to spicy pepper blends to tasty barbecue rubs. In addition to the classic, Alpine Touch has a variety of seasoning salts for whatever you need to spice up. Now that the holidays are over, Alpine Touch makes a perfect thank you gift to show your friends and relatives you love them. Alpine Touch, available at retail locations around Montana or online at alpinetouch.com. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. 